0: Before you take your seats, uh, again, big welcome to all those who are new in the place, and uh, we like to say this, you're only a stranger once, and so it's great to be together tonight. Come on, let's welcome all those who are here for the first time again. And uh, let, let's pray, and let's pray that God speaks to us right now. Jesus We give this time to you and we thank you that we get together in this place. And we thank you for the promise that where two or three of us are gathered, there you are in our midst. And uh, we pray that you won't just be in our midst, but actually you'll be speaking to each and every one of us. We open our hearts to you. We open our lives to you. And we say, God, work in our hearts, work in our lives. Let us walk out of this place knowing more of you and uh, more of what you're calling us to do so we thank you for tonight and we give you all praise all honor and all glory in Jesus name and everyone said amen amen amen. why don't you high five handshake give a hug whatever's appropriate even introduce yourself if uh, you've never met someone and then you can begin to take your seats Okay. Everyone good? Can't be quiet tonight. All right. You ready? Yeah. I love it. Preachers say those things, don't they? They all say those things like, you ready? Yeah, we're sat here. We came to church. Of course, we're ready. Uh, I, I want to, uh, title of my message tonight is this, dig deeper. Dig deeper. Uh, as I was thinking about This message, I was thinking, there's not many times that I've done much digging, uh, probably because I I don't do any gardening of any sorts, though. uh, Me and Debbie have just, um, Debbie's my wife, and um, uh, she's amazing, but we've just got, we've kind of gone digital on our calendars. I've been digital for many years. Debbie... Uh, has had paper diary and now she's gone digital and all of a sudden I'm getting notifications left right and center all all, all day like I'm getting buzzers like oh I'm so popular today I'm not it's Debbie scheduling things in for me and so the next two Saturdays I've been scheduled for garden day (laughs) I think that's meant to say golf days um No, I'll get in trouble for that one. Um, But um, I've I've not done much digging in my life. But when I was thinking about this and digging, I was thinking about when you go on holiday and you go to the seaside and you get in the sand. And as kids, you try and dig like well we used to do as kids. We used to try and dig the deepest hole. Like deepest hole and we used to try and fill it. You'd run to the sea and you'd fill your bucket with water and you'd pour it in and you'd run to the sea and you come back and that water had gone and you're filling it again. And I mean, you know, nowadays, like that's all you need to do with your kids. Three hours worth of like running back and forth, back and forth was that. But in my life, I've come to realize that um, the best things are never found on the surface level. The best things are never found on the surface level. Uh, but actually, the best things are found when we dig deeper, when we begin to dig deeper. I heard a story of a guy who had this metal detector and he's going around and uh, he, he's going around this usual spot and he, 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 he points it down and all of a sudden it's going crazy. And he's thinking I've got to dig here and he keeps digging and, 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 and there's nothing there. He's like digged a few feet and he's like there's nothing there and he holds the, holds the metal detector and it's going crazy at him. He keeps digging, he keeps digging, he keeps digging until he finally realises that he's wearing steel toe cap boots. <sighs> it's a great dad joke that one. And I'm a dad and I'm allowed to tell them jokes. <laughs> But i I found in life that actually the best things aren't found on the surface level. The best things are found when we dig deeper. You see, my relationship with Debbie, and uh, I'll get some brownie points for this one, has been better as we've dug deeper, as we've done life together. And my relationship with Jesus has got better as I've digged deeper, as I've not kept it at a surface level, but I've begun to dig deeper. See, I want to challenge us tonight and maybe even confront us tonight that actually maybe we have to begin to dig deeper. We have to begin to dig deeper in our relationship with Jesus. We have to begin to dig deeper. You might even be in this place and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Well, maybe you have to just start to dig Just start that journey of digging because actually, you know, and and you could have come in this place and actually that's a moment of you starting the dig, the digging. But I want to encourage you to dig deeper. Uh, Look what Jesus says in Matthew uh, 5 verses 3 to 6. And uh, anything, it's in red in my Bible and it'll come up on the screen if you've not got your Bibles. But whenever something's in red in my Bible, I kind of sit up and take note. And kind of like, okay, I need to listen to this because this is Jesus. This is who I'm following. This is who I want to be like. So what's he saying to us? He says this, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness because they will be filled. I love it because actually there's there, there's a there's a promise to us hungering and thirsting and digging deeper and going further the promise is this that actually we will be filled there's a promise attached to this that Jesus says and we kind of should get a little bit excited especially if we're Jesus followers that we put ourselves in a place where we're hungering and thirsting after the things of God when we begin to dig a little bit deeper and we don't leave it on the surface level but we begin to dig a little bit deeper the promise is that Jesus will leave us high and dry no he'll fill us he'll fill us you see there's an action on our part that we have to hunger and thirst we have to begin to dig a little bit deeper but the promise is this if I if I, I begin to you know begin to come after it If I begin to go after Jesus, then I'll find more. Then I'll find more. And uh, Roman's listening intently on the front row. He's like bum shuffling, little baby. Good lad, listen to these words, mate. But we've got to resist the urge to hang on the fringe. We've got to resist the urge to hang on the fringe because it's so easy to do. It's so easy to just hang on the fringe, be around the stuff that's happening and not actually place myself in a, in a position where I'm actually getting more of Jesus, more of what he wants to do. You see, sometimes I have even found in my life that if I hang around with the right people, some of their hunger, some of their thirst, some of their digging might rub off on me, but I have to get to a place where I'm doing that for myself, where I'm hungry. I've got this hunger and this thirst. So the question is, will you dig deeper or will you just live on the surface level or will you dig deeper? I got a little statement for you. You can write it down. It gets you brownie points in heaven. It's this. That's a joke. <laughs> Great joke. It says it's this. Dig deeper when you feel the urge to run. Dig deeper when you feel the urge to run. You see, in the world today, we, we the world, we don't like building anything. Let let me explain this. We don't like building anything, so uh, we're kind of like fast. Everything has to be done, so we won't read a full book. We'll just read Wikipedia about what the book's about, and then we think we know the full book. We don't want to dig in and dig deeper, especially those who are doing studies. I'm sure you've Googled or Wikipedia, all of that. But nobody wants to build, you know. And what happens is in life, life can get tough but that's the moment where I've got to dig in yeah for those who are married and been married for years we know it can get tough but they're the moments where I have to dig in and I have to dig deeper and I have to dig in but the world and divorce rates show us this that the world is it's programmed to I'm gonna run I'm gonna get out when, when something maybe doesn't align or something uh, offends me or something doesn't work out. And when it gets a little bit tough, I'll, I'll just move and I'll run away. And what happens many a times is that actually the, either the same things or it gets tough again. And what happens is those people run again. You know, uh, there's that saying, when the tough, uh, what is it? When the tough get when the going gets tough, the tough get going. I got it the wrong way around. When the going gets, but in the world today, it's when the going gets tough, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna get out. But actually, maybe it's a moment where we have to dig in and we have to begin to build, and we have to begin to 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 hunger, and we have to begin to be filled. It's a moment where we have to dig in. Um our lead pastors, Paul and Jeannie, aren't here. They're serving uh, churches in Spain and spoke in two churches literally, like, uh, I think they're about four hours apart. So there's eight hours worth of driving for them today, and four hours apart. And then they're in a Bible school tomorrow, and then back Tuesday for heart and soul here. And, um, but I, I know in the journey, there have been loads of opportunities to run. I even know before the church was planted, there was an opportunity to run as a job opportunity to go and join a, you know, a large church, successful church that we would probably say a successful church as a moment, but they dug in. They dug in. Like when we began to Uh, shift and change the culture of church and you know 120 people in church and it's like uh, yeah we want to we want we want to reach more people and it went from 120 and grew the church to 35 (laughs) yeah let's run no no it's a moment where we had to dig in and we had to go hey we're not going to stop we're we're not going to quit we're going to dig in we're going to dig deeper See, for some of us in our lives, we have to learn to dig in and dig deeper and dig deeper in our relationship with Jesus. Vic, throw me that box. I don't know who made Lego, but I hate (laughs) them. I hate them. Zion's into Lego at the moment and he's brought a bag with him tonight and at my um, conversation with him of... Uh, you'll lose pieces. I won't. As soon as I finish playing with them, I'll put it straight back in the bag. Earlier he was playing with them and then he put it straight back in the bag and went, look daddy, I did it. You cheeky little boy. Wait till you get home. But I hate Lego. He came home and I don't think it was this one, but he came home with a a Lego and and straight away he's wanting to build it. Now I'm not into Lego, never was into Lego as a kid and never, never had the patience for it. I just wanted to play football, go outside. And so he comes home and he says, let's build this, Dad. And after five minutes of putting him off, I can't do it anymore because like, oh, please, Dad, please, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so we start building it. What I didn't realize is you need like degrees, to build lego i didn't know you needed like uh, you'd be able to weld and all, all of this and maybe i'm getting it completely wrong i didn't know you like the, the instructions you needed to be able to like speak lego <laughs> like i think they've got their whole own language like ikea have as well they've got their own own language and and so we're building it and after about 30 minutes he's looking at me going Daddy, how long is this going to take? And I'm thinking, I've not even, like, touched it. Like, literally, we've, got, we've not even got one thing made. And so I, I said, Zion, this could take a while. And he said, uh, Daddy, do you just want to play football instead? I went, That's, you're my son. <laughs> and I'm well pleased in you. But George came round and babysat one night. And Zion had a bigger piece of Lego. It was like a dinosaur uh, thing, and it had uh, like a million and one small pieces to it, and uh, literally we come home, and George has been there, and he 's built the whole thing <laughs> i 'm like, yes, for well, than George because i don 't have to do it, and he 's built the whole thing, and you know he 's done that with Zion, and they 've had loads of fun, and i 'm thinking, yeah, you can come around and build Lego all the time. The amazing thing now is that Zion gets his Lego. And he builds things that aren't even on the box. See, we get handed things from heaven. And we just discard them. We discard them. We get rid and we think, oh, yeah, but can't do that. Whereas actually... Maybe we'll look at it and we'll go, hey, I, I can build. I can begin to dig in. I can begin to dig in. And then what we'll find is there's more for us. There's more that we can do, and, and maybe we have a box and maybe it looks like this now, but God has given us creativity and given us the ability to imagine a different future. And we'll take the box and there'll be more for us. Oh, it deserves better. <laughs> a better round of applause than that. But we're so easy to just discard it, to get rid of it, to just begin to discard it. But actually, we have to dig deeper. There you go, Vic. There's no Lego in it. Jesus had a load of people who hung around with him. Had a load of people who hung around with him, but he'd get frustrated in moments. And you read that throughout. He'd get frustrated because they were amazed. By everything that he was doing, yet they were just fans, not true followers. They were just fans and they were just following about. And so I'm gonna read some verses and uh, like, I'm not not sure I've heard many people speak from these verses and you'll see why in a minute. But this is the context. Jesus is doing incredible miracles and he's got his disciples there and he's got these people following and he's like, you're just following me. You're just kind of fans. You, you know, you're just liking my Instagram. You're just on it. So I, I'm gonna say some things that are true. That if you'll dig deeper, you'll find the real meaning. But if you live on the surface level, like you won't be able to live in this space. Look what he says: John six fifty three uh, to fifty eight says this. Then the Jews began to uh, that's fifty two. Sorry. Jesus said to them, very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. I can imagine Jesus' PR guy going, oh no, not the blood and the flesh thing, please. Like the marketers are going, no Jesus, look we've talked about this, no flesh and no blood, none of that, please No. Whoever eats my no don't go there whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and i will raise them up at the last day for my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in them just as the living father sent me and i live because of the father so the one who feeds on me will live because of me this is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. On the surface, it sounds like cannibalism. <laughs> yeah? It's like, you know, what's, that, what's the movies? It's gone out of my head. I can picture him, Anthony Hopkins, Silence, Silence of the Lambs, that's it. It's like cannibalism. But actually, as you dig deeper, it's real intimacy that actually this is all about relationship. This is all about relationship, that this is about radical intimacy that Jesus is he's kind of in this moment of kind of frustration of, I've got all these guys and I've got this crowd who are following me, but I'm not about the crowd. I want people who want to do life with me and real life. Don't just follow me and just like what I'm doing. And, and I'm just amazed by the grace of, no, I want to do i want to do life with people. I want, I want to do life with Nathaniel. I don't want him to just follow me and go, oh, when it's good, yeah, this is great. No, I want to do life with him, that even though it's bad, there's a radical intimacy there's a radical r- relationship that actually we begin to dig deeper that we don't live on a surface level of relationship when you know if, it, if it's good then it's great but if not then maybe I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go I, I, I'm gonna run away you see he's so good that like Jesus is so good that he wants this radical love he wants this radical relationship. This is how good he is. He doesn't just want surface level. He actually wants this radical relationship. This, and he wants you to know this radical love. You see, on the surface, they were just hanging around him. They were on the fringe. But actually, those who began to dig deeper began to know him truly. You see, uh, later on, he's with his disciples. And he says, uh, I call you friends. Wow, this is the the God of the universe come down in human form, and he says to us, "Hey, if you want it, if you'll dig deeper, I'll call your friend I'll call your friend, you can know more I'll call your friend, you can know more." Uh, it reminds me of school dancers, and uh, I, I don't know if they still do school dancers today, probably not uh, but When I was at school, it was like you used to have a school dance at lunchtime and it was like a big deal because you'd run to the cafeteria, you'd get your chips and your beans and you'd eat your chips and beans and then straight to the school hall and you're like school dance. This is amazing. And then on one side would be all the boys and staring at all the girls on the other side. And you'd just be waiting. Who's, who's going to dance first? Who's going to dance first? And they'd be like, you'd be pushing your mate in. Go on, go on. And they'd run out. And it still happens today in the clubs. And uh, you, you, all of this, uh, just take that analogy. Sometimes we're stood on the fringe and we're looking in to the middle. And Jesus has stood there in the middle going, hey, here's where the party is. Here's where the fire is. But if you stay on the fringe, you might, you might feel a little bit of the heat. But if you get in here and you begin to dig deeper and you begin to build this relationship strong and you begin to follow me, follow me in all that I do, you'll begin to feel the heat. You'll begin to see me at work truly. You'll begin to do it. So I just got two things that I think help us to dig deeper. Is it good? Help us dig deeper. First one is this commit to believing. Commit to believing. Commit to believing even when it makes you uncomfortable. Commit to believing even when it makes you uncomfortable. Have you ever had that moment where it's uncomfortable? Someone's asked you the question, asked you a question, and it's uncomfortable because you kind of believe something, but. Maybe the answer to their question is opposite to what you believe. I had that recently with a a friend of mine. He asked me a certain question around my faith and a certain situation. And he says, hey, do you still believe even though this has happened? And I had to go, yeah, I do. And it made me uncomfortable. Why? Because the situation wasn't quite what I believed. But I believe in God. And I believe, and it's a commitment to that believing. It's a daily commitment to that believing that whatever may happen today, I'm going to dig in and dig a little bit deeper. And actually, I'm going to commit to believing that God is good and that God has more for me. In these verses, uh, i skip to verse 60 and 61. Uh, says this, on hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? You see, uh, actually, this passage—you know—you got little tiles that says, "Many disciples desert Jesus." Why? Because he was like, "Hey, dig deeper, getting closer." So, who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, "Does this offend you? Good, because that was my plan." Because, hey, you're going to have to dig in a little bit. You're going to have to commit to believing. You're going to have to commit to some things because actually you're going to have to dig in and I'm not going to be led by my feelings, but I'm going to be led by my belief. It's probably one of the hardest things to do is to not be led by my feelings but actually to dig in and go no no this might be where I'm at it might feel uncomfortable in this moment but I'm going to dig into all that God has got for me I'm going to dig into all that Jesus has for me and I'm going to commit myself to believing that he has better for me Sometimes we follow Jesus like this. We say, Okay, God, tell me, tell me what you've got to say. Tell me what you've got to say. And we we hear it and then we go, Okay, I'll get back to you on that. Rather than actually, I'm just going to commit. I'm going to commit, commit to believing what God has for me. Maybe tonight I have to check my spiritual email, check where I'm at. See, we we sometimes associate Jesus as, the best way for me to to describe it is as Ned Flanders. (laughs) He's like nice, isn't he? He's telling him to eat his flesh. He's not that nice. Does this offend you? No, he's radical. Like Ned Flanders is not, not telling you to change your life, is he? He's not telling you that your old life has gone and your new life has come. No, this is the Jesus we serve. He's radical. He calls us to this radical relationship, this radical love. And he says, yes, I love you just as you are. But that's half the story. Because I love you way too much to leave you as you are. I've got a greater future for you. I've got a greater future for you. And so maybe, maybe you're going to have to face some challenge. Maybe you're going to have to face some confrontation. Otherwise, you'll just live on the surface level. No, I'm going to dig deeper. And I'm going to dig in to more that God has for me. Don't stop digging when it starts to get confronting. Don't stop digging when it starts to get confronting. Now this is a moment where I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to get in deeper and I'm going to keep digging. Here I've got a statement and this is, I call this statement for your Monday statement. Because I'm not here for you to just like go clap on a Sunday. I want this to impact your Monday. And here's the, here's the statement and they'll put it on the screen and leave it on the screen so they can write it down so they get brownie points in heaven. Still didn't work. Instead of conforming to how you feel, confess what you believe. Instead of conforming to how you feel, confess what you believe. Confess what you believe. Even if my feelings don't match up with what I'm confessing, I'm gonna keep confessing what I believe and keep confessing what I believe and keep confessing what I believe. We can be in this season, and in this season, we have to watch how we feed our souls. We have to watch how we feed our souls and what we put in. You know, some of the, the biggest ways that we feed our souls is through our eyes and our ears, and through music and through movies. And I, I, I'm not like, I'm not gonna bash secular music but we have to watch what we feed our souls. And maybe in times we have to go, hey, I'm, I'm maybe gonna cut some things out. Like I, I, I was listening to a song the other day and came up on the radio and so trying to keep down with the kids because I'm like 32 and I'm still a youth pastor and I'm trying to keep down with the kids, still leave, living youth. And I'm listening to this song and I'm feeling, why do I feel angry? Why do I feel like everyone's against me? And the song's going, I got a lot of enemies, got a lot of enemies. I'm like, I ain't got no enemies. I'm a friend of God. Like I'm a child of God. And Drake, you've got no enemies because you got all this money and you managed to get out of the hood. Like, <laughs> But we've got to watch how we feed our souls. Because what we put in eventually comes out. And maybe there are some moments where I have to cut some things off and go, hey, I'm not confessing that over my life. I'm not going to confess that over my life. No, I'm going to confess what God has for me. I'm not going to feel this way anymore. I'm going to dig in. Watch how you feed your soul. Watch how you do it. Put stuff in that lifts your level of belief. The band can come back. It's the first of my 40 closers. I I read a story recently of a pastor, and the the pastor had, um, pastor of a church, and um, not like pastor like spaghetti. (laughs) I know, that'd be like weird, wouldn't it? And um, he was on a break, and uh, in this article, he's talking about burnout, and he's saying, I I was on a break because (laughs) I was just going to get all spiritual. like i was gonna and you you decide to mess up my preach do you want to say oh no i'm not gonna let you. so i'm I got this uh reading this article i can't remember where i am now i'm reading this article pastor and um and uh, he's on this break and uh, he decides, okay, I'm, I'm on this break. My feelings aren't aligning with what I believe, so I'm just going to confess what I believe. I'm just going to, every day, I'm going to confess what I believe. I'm on this break, like I'm on burnt, burnt out. I'm just going to confess what I believe. And he tells this story of, he goes to eat at a restaurant, and he goes to eat at this restaurant, and in this restaurant is uh, what we'll call Girls of the Night on the table next to him. And uh, he sat there, and um, he get get the waiter comes over and he takes order, and he says, "Hey, let me just ask you a question. How, how come like these girls are in here? I've never seen them in any other restaurant." And say, "Oh yeah, every other restaurant shuts their doors to them, but we open our doors, and they can come in, get a drink, and and eat, and everything." And then the waiter goes, "Are they bothering you?" And he's like, "No, no, 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 it's fine." You see if he'd not been confessing what he believed he might have looked with a judgment judgmental eye but he'd been confessing what he believed that Jesus is love and that actually in darkness lie prevails and so he sat there and he begins to hear this conversation and these girls are having conversation and one of the girls says it's my birthday tomorrow I've never had a birthday party my mum well my dad left I never knew my dad and My mum never had the money to throw me a birthday party. And so I've never had a birthday party. So kind of birthdays aren't very special for me. Anyway, they leave and the waiter comes back and the pastor goes, "Um, I heard this conversation. I wonder if the manager's here. And so the manager comes over and says, I wonder if we could do something tomorrow night for this girl. I wonder if we could like kit the place out, get streamers and banners, and let's light a cake. I'll pay for everything. I'll do everything. The manager's like, that's amazing. It's amazing how a little bit of kindness makes a big difference in our world. And uh, the manager says, "No, you don't have to pay for it. It's a great idea. Let's do it. I'll, 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 I'll sort. We'll sort it all out." And so they sort this out the next night. They gather around, they get the word out, they gather around 50, 60 people, and the girl walks in and streamers go off, and you know, party poppers galore and happy birthday, and it's amazing. And she starts, she starts to cry, obviously. And then they bring out cake and she like like completely loses it. And she go and they say, Oh, cut the cake, and she goes, I can't. I'm not cutting the cake, I need to take this home. Because my mum. We've never had a birthday cake I need to do this with my mom never had a birthday cake and so she goes with the cake and uh, all of these people there and someone goes to the guy he says you don't even know us you don't even know her why did you do it and in that moment he got to share the gospel the good news of Jesus in a restaurant to 50, 60, even the whole restaurant here. He didn't need no Bible college degree. He didn't need no worship team, though we've got a good worship team. He didn't need no lights and smoke. He just needed to confess what he believed and begin to live it out and begin to live it out. You see, for some of us, we're putting off because we're not confessing what we believe. But maybe today we have to confess what we believe and commit to believing, even when it gets uncomfortable, even when things don't line up. We commit to it. The second thing that we can do to dig deeper is commit to obey. See, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, demands a response. It demands a response, and it demands a response from each and every one of us. So. I, if I was to ask you, how's your relationship with God tonight? Maybe the test is this. What was the last thing God asked you to do? And did you do it? It's the commit to obey. It's the commitment to obey. Because obedience is the doorway to opportunity. Obedience is the doorway to opportunity. So i got to dig deeper. And i got to commit to obey. I've got to commit to obey. I'm going to dig deeper. See, many of us will go like this. We'll say this. Hey, if I obey, what's, what's the prize? What do I get at the end of this? If I obey, what do I get at the end of this? And the world will begin to ask that question. But as Christians and as Jesus followers... You see, we we can even do the same. We can go, if I obey, what am I going to get? Like financial, wealth, health. Is this going to happen? No, the prize is that we get Jesus. And we get more of Jesus. And we get more of Him. And we get to know Him more. And we get to follow Him more. And we get to become the image that He's calling us to be. See, there's joy in the right to obey. There's joy in the opportunity to obey, and it's this moment of God saved me. I got asked a few years ago by a friend of mine. He said this He asked me this question Hey, my life's great. I'm married, and she's good looking. I got two kids. I've got my dream job. I've got a house. Why do I need Jesus? And I said, and it made me uncomfortable. I was like, how do I answer that? Because we we're like, yeah, if you're lost and you're hurting and you're broken. But I, I simply went, everyone needs Jesus. I'm not going to say that like all that stuff's going to get better, actually. I didn't say this to him, but you might face some, you're going to face some tough times as well. But it's in every season that I get more of him. I get to know him more. I get to know his presence more. I get to dig deeper. I get to realize that obedience is my job and outcome is God's job. I I, I get to realize that the obedience, that me committing to obey because he's the reward, because he was so good that he went to the cross for me, he's the reward for me. Uh, Like, you know, might not get all this Other stuff, like, who cares? I get Jesus. I get Jesus, and it's so much better. So I want to challenge us tonight to dig deeper, to dig deeper, to go deeper than ever before. I want to challenge us because many times we can be in this place and we're in his presence, but come tomorrow, are we in his presence? Do we know him? Are we digging in? Are we going to dig deeper into what Jesus has for us? Or are we just going to live surface level? And when things go tough, we kind of run and we run away. Or am I going to go deeper than I've ever gone before? Am I going to know Jesus more than I've ever gone before? And let me tell you, it's a constant journey. Like years and years of being a Christian and moments where I've maybe lived on surface level, moments where I've dug deeper, but I realise as I dig deeper, there's more for me. And there's Jesus has more for me. Just like that Lego box. Am I going to live and I've got this gift from heaven? Am I going to discard it? Or am I going to take it and believe actually there's more, that God has more for me? Then maybe it's not just what I see on the box, but God has more for me. Come on, let's stand in this place and this is your moment to respond your moment to respond tonight to dig in deeper we're going to worship and we're going to sing this song there's another in the fire but it's a moment where we actually have to dig deeper and commit to Confessing what we believe, commit to believing and commit to obeying. Whoever you are in this place, maybe it's a moment where I have to step out and I'm saying, hey, I'm no longer, am I going to live on the surface. No longer am I just going to come on a Sunday and that's my moment with God. No, no, tomorrow's going to look different because I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to dig deeper. Oh, come on, church. Let's begin to sing. Come on.